Are you applying for professional certification in your field? You'll be happy to learn that all this time you've been streaming Jacob and me into your ears. You've also been earning continuing education units, or CEUs, which can be applied toward most professional certifications. You can do your research, all the math, and figure out which episodes are applicable for which discipline, or you can save yourself the time and hassle and just order a CEU report from us. All you need to do is provide us with which episodes you've listened to, and we'll provide you with a portfolio including details about each episode and a certificate of recognition with a CEU breakdown by competency, including leadership, tactics and tools, strategy deployment, and principles and philosophies. So if you have certification on the mind, start here and save some time. Just go to e6s-methods.com slash CEU to order yours. Welcome to the E-Success Methods Podcast with Jacob and Aaron, your weekly dose of tips and tricks to achieve excellent performance in your business and career. Join us as we explore deeper into the practical worlds of Lean Six Sigma, project management and design thinking. In this episode number 179, we continue with part two of our Agile Requirements Gathering User Stories series. If you're just tuning in for the first time, find all our back episodes on our podcast table of contents at e6s-methods.com. If you like this episode, be sure to click the like link in the show notes. It's easy. Just tap our logo, click, and you're done. Tap, click, done. Here we go. So so you mentioned that it's the, the product manager who's usually responsible for making these requirements translations into user stories? Uh, in most cases. I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say it, it's just the product manager at the end of the day it's somebody who has the interaction a lot with the customer who is who is listening to them who is getting feedback from them i usually say that's the person mm-hmm. that's best for it it doesn't always have to be ideally it can be anyone so i'm thinking a little bit outside the box here and in, in in the spirit of the user stories or uh you should be able to um you're, you're already boxed in to say for for instance if if uh, customers come to your company and you draft user stories based on their needs. What if you know, their needs are so open that it could be solved by something that's outside of what you do in your company? So, is there some way that you're, you know, within the scope of what we do in our company, our user story needs, our user needs these? Hmm. Interesting. It doesn't have to be right. I mean, I think at the end, and this is where I think the discussion maybe pivots a little bit when you start thinking of who is my user what are they trying to do what are some of the challenges they have you know when we talked a little bit about personas and activities like that uh, on who exactly is my audience for this product or who am i designing this for Mm -hmm. uh, some of the points you said may be there and it might be a discussion for us as a team even to determine is this something we can address is this something which is in our wheelhouse or is this something which we should be doing I think uh, I don't think it has to be geared towards this is what our capability is today. It, it, is this an opportunity for us to evaluate the capability that we want to take on or what we want to start? Right. Um, so I don't. Again, it's a discussion point. I don't think uh, it anything should be written off the table because you're then not allowing for you know the individual person to or the group to think about this. Uh, but you're you're saying this is in our this is what's in our wheelhouse. Let's adjust something to build for this. Um, the question becomes, should this additional capability be added to our wheelhouse or should we go into this market or into this area where we have to plan appropriately for it? Right. I mean, and I've seen that in, you know, our, our chemistry days where um, the assumption was that the customer needed a chemical solution to the problem, something chemistry related when, you know, 
it, it could be some sort of mechanical solution that's not necessarily in our wheelhouse, but we can help them solve that, especially if it's like during a Six Sigma project or something like that. Yep, totally. All right. So sorry for the digression. No, no, it's good. And, you know, one of the things that you would probably see, especially if you're in this space, um, there's a template that most people use to write a user story. And it's basically as a role that I'm playing. So let's say as a as a podcast host, I want to be able to edit easily my recordings so that I don't spend so much time mm-hmm. every weekend trying to blend two voices together. Very nice. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> so it's, it's more like as a role, I want to do something so I can benefit in this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the most common, commonly used template. There are others out there. Uh, it helps the team who has to do the work to understand who are my satisfying as the audience or which, which person am I trying to help here? What are they trying to do? And how is what they're asking for going to help benefit them? Because that might, you know, that might even determine what solution I pick for it. So you really should have an idea of who the user is. So like a user persona by this point? Not necessary, but yes, it would be very, very helpful. Oh, I guess it could be. Uh, yeah, okay. It could, I mean, user persona, I mean, the only people who are going to record this is not going to be podcast hosts, right? Mm. Who are going to edit voices. It could be it could be a like a wedding videographer or it could be somebody else who's trying to edit things using a software and get things done together. Uh, but specifically, if the podcast host is doing it, um, you know, they're probably working off their basement or working off their couch and things of that sort. So then the needs might be different than versus a wedding videographer who might have the highest tech equipment that they have out there right. uh, that they're doing it. So th- how and what I tend to or what I might have to design for it might be completely different. Mm. So having a rough idea on who the user, this who is asking for this functionality that will help a lot in determining what solution I pick. Okay. And that's the idea for the role. So, you know, you know, if I change gears a little bit, it comes the hard part, right? Okay. How do I gather these requirements for the user story? You know, I could, I could be getting things from so many million ways. What's my source? Mm -hmm. Do you have anything in mind that? Well, I mean, it starts with the, and I'm just saying a lot of them probably come in looking a lot like specifications. So your source is still your your customer saying, uh, we need a system that can do this better than our current system. And um, that way, that so we need our servers to be, uh, <laughs> I don't know, we need to double the size of our servers or, or uh, we need to have backups. And they start talking about, and this is the bias I'm in, is that most customers talk in terms of solutions that they've already in their mind decided were the solutions. Yep. Um, and uh, so I think there's nuggets of truth in there, but I don't think, you know, when it comes down to user stories that that's, you're just going to end up creating something that they said they wanted, but maybe not fit what they needed. And and that's exactly the point, right? You, you really want to, if you truly want to do this right, you want to understand what are they doing what problem are they facing and how is it impacting them? Mm-hmm. Um, rather than just saying, Hey, Aaron, uh, uh, or, you know, Hey, Aaron, I need that new, I need double, I need to double the capacity on my server size today. Uh, can you make that happen? Um, sure. We can do that or we can build a server with double the capacity, but 
that's going to cost you double. It's your main, your, to maintain it, it's going to be double. Mm-hmm. What is actually your problem? You know, the actual problem might be we're running out of space so regularly on our, on our servers that we just can't scale anything new. So they just decided, like you said, they want to double it, but is that the best way to do it? Well, that, that's like when you approach any sort of uh, – when people are having capacity problems on the shop floor and they say, well, we need to hire more people. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's the solution. We need another body. Well, really, the solution might be you got to stop doing the work that doesn't matter. <laughs> or, yeah, or, or, or you – or, or improve your processes today. Exactly. Or, or yeah, or free up resources uh, in another department, and you know, cross train uh, your engineers to go be the linemen when there's a strike duty. But the user story on that is not not uh, I need another person so that I can get product out in time. It's the user story is as a production manager, I need to be able to uh, get handle 20, the changing volume. Yeah, get twenty yeah. percent more out in the same. You know, shift time. Yep, leaves a lot or of things I, I open. Need, or I need. Oh, I mean, there could be different things, right? I need to be produced things so that I don't have overtime in my team. Mm-hmm. I need to produce things faster or more efficiently. You know, so many different ways. Right. You are listening to E6S Methods podcast, brought to you by E6S Industries. Join us on our website at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. Hey, Jacob, you remember when you used to work for me? Sure. Do you happen to remember how much money you were making back then? Yeah, I do. Yeah? And and how much more you're making right now? I can do the math. And uh, how about that development plan that you and I put together during that time? Definitely gave me some perspective and gave me some direction on what I need to focus on. I found that useful. So far, I have a 100% promotion success rate for those people who are willing to work hard and were willing to work with me to create a customized career development plan, the E6S Pro Career Program. Three different levels promotion and pathfinding level, which is career planning, customized improvement plans, resume refinement, and interview preparation. The next level down is targeted for those people who are they're just looking to prepare for their next move. And because it really does pain me to see unemployed professionals, I am offering a level called Help Quick, a free one-time resume review and revision for those who are unemployed and in the Lean Six Sigma quality engineering project management or science fields. So for anybody who wants more details and information, these can be found at www.e6s-methods.com slash pro career. And if you're serious about career advancement, contact me through the website. You'll be glad you did. I can watch for that. So at the end of the day, it comes down to understanding the needs of the customer or the client. Okay. That's, that's really what you have to do. And, and in recently, there's so much terminology that exists out there. One of the biggest buzzwords that's out now is the jobs to be done factor. Mm-hmm. So... You know, what is the job or what is the work that somebody's trying to do and how to utilize this product or this functionality to help them with that? Or what is preventing them from getting that done? Let's let's design something so we enable their work to, to become very easy and simple. So that's that's one way of thinking that, that is existing out in the market today. Um, you can define things in that format. Another way where you can get the needs of the client clearly understood is, you know, what are the features or functionality that they're looking for? You know, you had the conversation, um, hey, you know, when I talked to Aaron last time, he was looking to double the server size. What his real problem was, I think he's trying to do this. Is, is there some way we can help them? Mm-hmm. Of course, you always get feedback from clients and users and feedback nowadays comes in so many different forms. It could be in the form of an email. It could be the form of somebody talking to a sales guy. It could be in the form of 
a Twitter feed or a, a Facebook post or a rant or whatever you call that. <laughs> uh, you know, social media is big on feedback nowadays. Fake and news. Actually, there are, yeah. <laughs> actually, there are, there are teams who are just sitting and mining feedback from social media now uh, and being responsive in it for most of the big products now just because they see that as a big issue. Right. So, you know, those are there. You know, we talked in a couple of episodes earlier about the whole concept of big data, um, you know, analytics, uh, figuring out where people are going or what they're using these products for, how are they leveraging it. You know, the whole, if you think about it, the product Tesla, the car that they have is actually learning as people are driving it and suggesting enhancements to the engineers who are collecting this data, analyzing it and making software updates automatically without even somebody having to tell them this is what they're struggling with. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different ways now how you can get that that information. Some of it might be things that the client doesn't know they need, but you are already aware that this is something they could consider or that could make their life easier. You know, those are all the different ways on how you can understand the needs of the client. The other piece would be, you know, if you've been conducting some new research or new ways on how certain how certain issues can be addressed, that's always another way to to front or to to add to the to the user story to say here's some way we we think that we could help this this group of people or, or this functionality could enable this sort of features for these clients that might be another source for you mm-hmm. or or the team might have some hypothesis right the team might say if we do things this way we might be able to solve for this or we might be able to get much more creative in this and the team might have some ideas that they would like to prove that's another way on how you can get a, a, a user story created. Okay. And like I was saying, the hardest part, which we actually already covered earlier is everybody's going to give information from so many different angles, so many different viewpoints. The hardest part becomes, uh, is the ability to synthesize all of these and present it in the way of a problem uh, that the user customer is facing and how is the solution going to help them. How is solving the problem going to help them, not necessarily what the solution is? And that's really, at the end of the day, what your user story should be. Okay. And that's what I planned for requirements gathering slash user story writing. All right. I see you have a Dilbert in here. What's this thing about? Yeah, for those of you who enjoy Dilbert, I enjoy Dilbert always. Um, there's a there's a little one uh, where the pointy-haired boss basically goes to Wally and says, Hey, Wally, we don't have enough time to gather the requirements ahead of time. I want you to start designing the product anyway. Otherwise, it'll look like we're not accomplishing anything. And of course, Wally goes back and you know reads the newspaper and he's thinking out loud, of all my projects, I like the doomed ones the best. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, oh, at some point you just sit back and give up. So I, exactly. I won't even bother because <laughs> this one's going nowhere. Yep. All right. So hopefully that was helpful. Aaron, do you want to summarize quickly maybe so that everybody gets a quick glance on things? Yeah, sure. So um, one of the key areas in here is to uh, avoid uh, getting too specific and avoid, if you are a designer, avoid receiving information that sounds a little bit too specific and sounds a lot like a specification rather than a design attribute. And one way of doing that is to get into user stories. If somebody asks you for a product with a steel body and four wheels and rubber on the wheels and a multi-speed transmission, uh, don't run out and uh, try to build a car because it could be that they want a way to mow their lawn, uh, but they haven't gotten to that point. So 
user stories help uh, bring it back to the the needs that the user has for this solution to um, be a, another solution for them. So whatever the design, the thing that you're designing, they want that to do something. So the user story should be wrapped around what it is that that thing is supposed to do and not how that thing is supposed to look and feel and function. Uh, it's more about the outcome that's supposed to be performed, I guess. Um, so user stories help help to do that. And uh, Agile makes great use of user stories, and a lot of it has to come through by getting close to the... And I noticed this as you were talking, Jacob, you really, this this product manager has to be a special kind of person because they have to be both close to the customer and have enough uh, product or design knowledge to be able to translate a what might be a specification into a user story, back backward translate, right? So it seems like a, a pretty significant skill that people would need to have. Yeah, and you know, that, that's totally true. And and I think the, the good thing is, uh, again, to give, if anybody's planning to be a product manager, you don't have to worry about it too much because the expectation is you don't get it perfect the first time. Um, mm. Conversation with the team will make it better. So the idea is understand exactly what the customer or the user is trying to do, um, and then you can fine-tune it or get it better with discussions with the team. And that's a good point that we this fits well with the idea of agile or, or lean product development or however you want to call it, design thinking, where it's you you think you understand the user's needs, but once you've articulated that, you need to go back and verify with the user uh, either with uh, an MVP or or some other some other method of gaining their feedback before you go off and build your car. Totally. All right. Awesome. Anything else, Jacob? No, that's it. Thanks, Jacob. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for listening to episode 179 of the eSuccess Methods podcast. Don't forget to click like or dislike for this episode in the show notes. Tap click done. If you have a question, comment, or advice, leave a note in the comment section or contact us directly. Feel free to email me, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at esuccess-methods.com or on our website. We reply to all messages. If you heard something you like, then share us with a friend or leave a review. Didn't like what you heard? Join our LinkedIn group and tell us why. Don't forget you can find notes and graphics for all shows and more at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. If you're not climbing up, you're falling down.